So tonight we're going to introduce the Brahma Vihara of Mudita, which is usually translated as sympathetic or empathetic joy, joy in the happiness of others. Though I think many of us like to also include the possibility of appreciating our own sense of joy and consider that an important part of this practice as a, a balancing to the difficult states of mind that we can often experience in our life and particularly on retreat. There's a beautiful arc to the development of the Brahma-viharas, such wisdom in the way they are presented to us, beginning with the foundation practice of metta that just introduces this very simple yet profound act of caring for ourselves and others, and invites a possibility of an open and loving heart. And then to move into compassion, because what we recognize as that heart opens is that there is suffering, as much as we might wish for others to be happy. We look around and we see in others' lives, and certainly in our own life, all the different ways that we suffer, that there is suffering. And so this responsive heart naturally develops compassion, opens to compassion. But if we just stayed there, even that beautiful quality, uh, that beautiful bittersweet kind of quality of compassion um, can lead us to only open to a certain portion of our experience as human beings. And it's necessary to balance it with this appreciation of joy. Compassion is a beautiful quality, but if we're only looking for the suffering, looking for what's difficult, we can get weighed down with that. It actually can be imbalance in that. And so to then open up out of a recognition of the, the pervasiveness of suffering that there is, to take that wisdom, that knowledge, and turn it deliberately and directly to the expression of joy just brings a wonderful uplift and balance to our hearts and our practice. So a very wise movement. And then, of course, the last Brahma-vihara is that that holds everything, that of equanimity or opeka that we'll begin next week. It's often said that actually this Brahma-vihara is the most difficult to practice. And it's interesting because we would all probably think, joy, that sounds good, I'll sign up for that. But we have so many conscious and unconscious ideas about what joy or happiness is. And I think one of the things that's necessary to explore in all of these Brahma-viharas is what is it we're actually wishing for? So what is true joy or happiness for us? What does it actually look like or feel like? And to question some of the more superficial ways in which we might have understood joy or happiness in the past and really begin to get in touch with the source of true happiness or true joy for ourselves and and for others. So it's not a superficial practice. But I can remember I've done some intensive mudita practice where I did it for a number of days at a stretch 
it's very light. And especially I was doing all the Brahma Viharas intensively to come out of that somewhat heavy nature of compassion and switch to mudita. I felt like skipping around the retreat center, which is not very appropriate if you've noticed. People don't tend to skip too much around here. But it had that lightness, that ebullience to it that was really quite wonderful. But that is why the near enemy of mudita is exuberance. And it's an interesting take on this quality of mind, of joy, to see the near enemy as exuberance. And I really see it playing out as its near enemy if we get into too much thinking. If the expression of joy, the experience of joy can be quite um, present and alive in this moment, appreciative, but the mind takes over and says, boy, isn't this great? And only if more of it, and tomorrow, and the next day, and when I get home, and what about this, and I can do this. And the, the thinking takes off and just leads us into amping up um, in our mental energy around the possibility of getting more and more. That's how the near enemy of joy can play out. So it's really interesting to look for in the practice. The near enemies, as you know, are the expressions of heart or mind that masquerade as the true quality of the Brahma Yuhara. We can kind of be fooled by it. But if you're sensitive, you can tell when you move out of that direct connection with a sense of appreciation and into a lot of thinking and fantasizing about whatever might be happening. Um, so to, to watch out for the near enemy. Actually, I want to start with this, uh, put this in at this point. Um, when we begin the mudita practice, we introduce a new person into the range of people we've currently been working with, and that is a person who we know, you know, know reasonably well, whose life is going well, who when we think of them, we can have a sense of there's, you know, a lot of blessings in their life, that, that whatever... Things are important to them, work, relationship, family, creativity, their, their body, whatever it might be. There's, there's a sense that things are going in the right direction. And so you might want to be thinking as I'm talking, not thinking too much, but let, just letting come to you who might be good to play this role for your practice of mudita. Um, and it's interesting as we look around at our circle of friends of course we see a range of happiness and suffering in each person's life. It's not to look for someone who only has happiness. I think that's fairly impossible. But to look for someone who, when you think of them, you can connect in with a certain area of their life that there's a great degree of satisfaction or ease or peace. So as I said, it could be in a specific area of their creativity, even if other parts of their life might have some challenge to it, but you can tune into that. So that's what we want to look for to begin this practice, someone who you can think of and fairly easily open to this expression of joy and appreciation of their happiness. So to put that in as I continue the instructions, the far enemy of mudita is obviously its opposite, envy. And it's interesting how even though we may not think that this is an emotion that we often feel, how as we do the practice, 
what can come up for us is this belief, this sense of limitation that's quite deep for many of us that if they have X or Y or whatever, it means there's less for me. And it's interesting how pervasive this belief can be, even though your rational mind might tell you that this is not so. There's just this underlying tendency of contraction around um, the way we'll be held in the world. And so it's quite natural, actually insightful, for this movement of mind to come up, of comparing, of separating, of contraction around wanting to wish someone else well. And so just really helpful to see it, to see if you can soften around it, to see if you can feel the suffering nature of that and the way it brings in a sense of limitation, and of course to realize that it's not true, that there isn't any way that someone else's happiness diminishes your own. And actually, if you're able to open to and appreciate the happiness of others, it actually multiplies your possibility for happiness We always trot out this line because it's so helpful to put it in perspective. The Dalai Lama says, if you can be happy at the happiness of others, your possibility for happiness goes up by six billion to one. However many people are, are out there, if you can find happiness in some of them, then there's a greater possibility of your own happiness. So really to hold that perspective as we do this practice. But if you find this sense of limitation coming up, being willing to open to it and to explore what's underlying it and to really question this belief that says, I'll have less if they have more, Um, and to see that you can actually uh, engage or or enliven your own sense of well-being by connecting in this powerful way with someone else. When we talk about this kind of joy, What it can invite in us is a different way of looking at our experience. So often in our practice, we can have the lens or the inclination of the mind to notice things that are actually quite challenging for us to open to. Suffering, impermanence, emptiness, a lot of a sense of letting go, letting go, letting go. Very powerful insights can come from that kind of practice. This is where the practice of mudita can be a really helpful balancing to see in the same way you can incline your mind to noticing what's beautiful in your own experience and in the expressions of other people's lives and really let that pick your spirits up. And and, and to see how we're, we're making choices all the time of what we're noticing And that if what you're kind of seeing is everything that's unpleasant, that's what you'll notice, and that's what will color your your experience and your mind states. If you actually incline the mind to notice what's beautiful, see what happens. What do you think might happen? It actually gladdens the mind, gladdens the heart, to see this is possible. And I know for myself, and I'm sure you do too, the power of this inclining of the mind. You've seen it through your metta practice, that as you come back again and again to this sense of well-wishing, even if it seems artificial in the beginning, that over time it actually does incline the mind towards well-wishing and towards happiness. 
and the same can happen with the mudita practice. I think it's wonderful that we're actually doing this practice today. How many people felt happy at seeing the snow? You know, it just... And how many people felt happy at seeing someone else happy seeing the snow? I mean, I walked out at lunchtime, and I was lucky enough to take Bob, the director's dog, out for a little play and the the lawn outside, and he just ran out into the snow and sort of spread-eagled and just dove into it and came up with a big muzzle full of snow. And it, it just lifted my spirit so much to see him so happy, so I made little snowballs and threw them, and he chased them and slid, and it was just great. I just picked up so much happiness from his exuberance in being in the snow. And so we can look for little things. This isn't about, you know, the the joy to end all joys, but really these just moments of contact that we can have within ourselves or as we see others experiencing a beautiful sunset, you know, when we often all stand out there and know that we're sharing this beautiful ephemeral display of color and that everyone's heart is being touched in some way by that. So to really look for not, you know, extreme gradations of this, but just the very subtle moments of appreciation. And let that in. There can sometimes be, um, in this practice, a kind of insular nature to it. You know, we wrap up in our shawls, and we creep around, and we keep our eyes down, and it's like trying to navigate without letting anyone else in. Mudita practice says, let them in, and really see if you can find the beauty and the joy in every person's expression here. So it's just a different way of relating to our practice here on retreat and obviously can take this out into the world. So we'll begin in the usual way of, um, actually not the usual way, we're beginning by bringing this person to mind that you've chosen to think about, to send the mudita to, And then we'll go to ourselves, even though it's not actually traditional to do mudita for ourselves, but we'll do some. And then uh, we'll go to the benefactor. And I think that'll be enough for tonight. Um, So you use the same person that you have for your benefactor. uh, And it can be, again, interesting to just Find your way into that different relationship with whoever you're working with as your benefactor. And sometimes people can feel, you know, a sense of inadequacy around this person. Who am I to, you know, be talking about their happiness? They're they're so happy already. But that's part of the practice of being willing to open to joy in all its forms and not use this in any way to diminish our own capacity for joy. The phrases that we use for mudita, um, there's a a few I'll suggest. The the traditional one has kind of two parts, and it says, may your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase and never wane. So it just has this sense of acknowledging well-being, good fortune, happiness, and wishing that it continues to grow, that it doesn't diminish, that all it does is keep getting deeper and bigger for this person. So that's the traditional phrase. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase and never wane. 
and you just say that same those phrases over and over again. And there are some variations that you might find speak to you more directly. Um, may your happiness and good fortune never leave you. Or just simply, may your joy and happiness continue. Something along those lines. Or just simply, I'm happy that you're happy. So you can choose which one you know, might work best for you. you know, keeping it simple, may your happiness and good fortune never leave you. And really feeling into the response in the heart as you say that, as you offer this this real sense of support and encouragement and well-wishing to this person that you've chosen, noticing what response there is in your own heart and mind. So we'll begin the practice by taking a moment to just connect into your own current experience. In quite a few words about the practice, which may have brought up some response in you of interest or willingness, excitement, or perhaps a sense of contraction or sadness. Just noticing whatever's there and letting it be just as it is. Perhaps using the breath open to the energy in the body to be more directly in contact with what's happening for you here and now. I think with all of the Brahma Viharas, it's really helpful to keep our practice based in the body so it doesn't become an intellectual pursuit and just a repetition of words. So if you find it helpful to center your attention in the center of the chest. You can do that and just notice what's present there without expectation or judgment. Then bringing into your awareness this person you've chosen as your happy person. Taking a few moments to really connect with them and particularly what it is about their being or their life that you know they find great joy in, where things are going well. And the practice is to keep coming back to that. Other thoughts or Memories may come up of things that are difficult for this person. So we just acknowledge those. We don't deny them. But the training is to come back to this intention of connecting with joy, with happiness, with good fortune. So it's a training. Each of the Brahma Viharas is a particular training. So letting their whole situation unfold in your inner awareness, particularly noticing what brings them joy, can be helpful to imagine them in that place or in that situation that you know they're quite happy in, with the people they're happy with or whatever it is. Imagine them smiling, engaged, Playful, 
however you relate to them and can invoke this feeling of sympathetic joy. Letting it resonate in your own heart. And then beginning to say the phrases of mudita for this person. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase and never wane. Or may your happiness and good fortune never leave you. I'm happy that you're happy. Mudita is a practice where you can really let yourself smile a little as you connect with this sense of joy and appreciation.
now letting go of this person you've been practicing with, beginning to turn the mudita towards yourself. When we practice mudita in this way, it's really much more like gratitude. We're really willing to acknowledge the blessings in our life, not to diminish the places of struggle or difficulty, but just to find a way to connect with those areas in your experience, and it could be, you know, small or fleeting, where you find a sense of joy, a sense of lightness. And so using the same phrase for yourself as you did for the friend, may my happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase and never wane. And may my happiness and good fortune never leave me. <clears throat> really being open to exploring this aspect of joy in your life. Seeing how with inclining the mind, this possibility of appreciation and gratitude comes alive. But if there is any sense of constriction, just being willing to notice that as well. Seeing if it's possible to come back to any degree of connection to the happiness or the gratitude that you can find.
now turning the focus of your practice to the benefactor, this person you've both cultivated an attitude of metta towards and also compassion. Now particularly looking for what you know is beautiful in their life, things they enjoy, places of happiness, taking a moment to really connect with them. And out of the whole tapestry that is their life, just picking out those threads that you know bring them joy or happiness. If it's not someone that you know very well, just what your intuition might be about that. And then using the same phrases towards this person as you've used for the others.
So I encourage you to take at least another session of the mudita practice and go through the remaining categories that, that you're familiar with of the friend, neutral person, seeing if there's any possibility of doing it with the difficult person, just pushing that boundary or that barrier a little, and then, of course, to open up to all beings. And it can be a challenging practice in those later categories, so just to see what's possible for you, um, not to have any agenda about it. And like the other Brahma-viharas, if you wish to continue it in a, in a more... Um, concentrated way to take uh, at least uh, a sitting and or a walking in in the coming days and just continue the practice. And in those sessions, might want to just focus on the happy person in yourself or find some balance in the practice that really speaks to you and uplifts the heart. It can be a great thing to bring in, uh, both in a formal way, but of course um, to to really... um, have it be a natural response that can come. If you notice that someone else is really appreciating a bowl of hot soup or, as I said, the sunset or whatever, just to feel that sense of, of joy, of, of letting that actually touch your heart in that, that beautiful way. Okay. May your happiness and good fortune continue. <laughs>